Good morning. How are y'all doing this morning? Happy Friday. I am your host, Latoya Rankin, here on Sacred 7, where you can get seven minutes of encouragement every Friday morning at 7 a.m. So I hope you guys' day is off to a good start. I thought today I would have some testimony service. Is that all right? (laughs) So yesterday, um, I went to my son's very first kindergarten basketball game. And I know y'all probably like a kindergarten basketball game. Really, Toya? Yes, (laughs) y'all. You know I get a word everywhere I go, okay? So I'm sitting in my son's game, right? And... I'm just thinking about everything that he's already been through as a five-year-old. So many of you don't know, but my son was born at 27 weeks, and he was one pound when he was born. And my blood pressure was so high that my doctor wouldn't allow me to go to the NICU and see him because she was afraid I would literally have a stroke if I saw him. So she made me wait, and she was like, I really don't want you to see him in the state that he's in because if your blood pressure gets any higher, you know, you will stroke. So I was just begging her and begging her, like, please let me go see my baby. And after three days, which was extremely hard, I was able to go see him. And he was able to fit in both of my hands. He was so tiny. Um, He had to stay in the NICU for 59 days. During that time, I was in ICU for a while because I ended up having fluid on my lungs. Um, Long days of just going back and forth to the hospital. Lots of phone calls that were stressful. Lots of crying, lots of praying. That was the longest 59 days ever. Y'all, I can't even explain it, even now, just to think about it. It's rough because it was a lie. It was extremely just traumatizing, really. And um, just to see him at his basketball game yesterday was just a reminder of how faithful God is and how amazing God is, how he hears our prayers and he answers. It's so many people who've had babies at 27 weeks who didn't make it it's so many kids who never made it to their first kindergarten basketball game and that could have been my story but it's not and I'm so grateful to God for that those 59 days really shaped my faith in a way that I can't even explain If it had not been for those 59 days, who knows where my relationship with God would be now. That really shaped my faith in the way I see God even today. A lot of times I just get overwhelmed with what God did for me back then. You know, sometimes we don't look at our... We don't look at our answered prayers as something we should steward, but we really should. We should steward those answered prayers in a way where go back 
And if you need some encouragement for today in a current situation, go back. Go back and think about what God has done for you already. The ways he's made a way already for you. And it will really give you the push that you need to make it through whatever you're going through currently. The waiting period while he was in the NICU was next level hard. Like I can't even, I really can't even think of any words to explain it. But it may sound crazy, but I'm thankful for that. Because it's in those moments, in those times where we really get to know God for ourselves in a real way. My mom's relationship with God couldn't get me through that. My dad's relationship with God could not get me through that. It was just me and God. So I wanted to share a scripture with anybody who's listening who may be waiting on God It might not be for the healing of your child, but it may be for your own personal healing, or it may be for a breakthrough in your marriage, at your job, with your business, a financial breakthrough, whatever it is, whatever you're waiting on. I just want you to, I want to encourage you today to keep waiting. Don't get weary in well-doing. Stay faithful and wait on God. Because he always comes through. And even if he comes through and it doesn't look like what you thought it would look like. But his plans are not to harm you, but to keep you. So really trust and believe that. I'm going to read a scripture from Psalm 33, verse 20 through 22. And it's from the Amplified. It says, our inner selves wait earnestly for the Lord. He is our help and our shield, for in him does our heart rejoice, because we have trusted, relied on, and been confident in his holy name. Let your mercy and loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us in proportion to our waiting and hoping for you. Y'all. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I read the scripture and I be like, yay. (laughs) If this is one of those scriptures, our inner selves wait earnestly for the Lord. He is our help and our shield for in him does our heart rejoice in God does our heart rejoice because we have trusted and relied on and been confident in his holy name. Let your mercy and loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us in proportion to our waiting and hoping for you. That last part to me really stands out. That let your mercy and loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us in proportion to our waiting and hoping for you. So the the amount at which I'm waiting and hoping for you, Lord, Pour out that much mercy and that much love and kindness on me. Mm, That's good. That's good there. But I do want to say this. In your waiting, while you're waiting on God for whatever you're believing for, don't be a delusional. And I know that might sound weird for me to say, but no. I know some people, I'm going to use my example, my testimony, for example. 
with me waiting on Jackson to be healed and be released from the hospital when he was in NICU, if I was to be like, no, I'm not accepting what the doctors are telling me. They're telling me that he needs to be on oxygen. But I'm, don't do that because there's nothing wrong with his lungs. I'm not accepting that diagnosis. That wouldn't have helped Jackson at all. That would have hurt him. And I'm saying this because I grew up in a word of faith type church environment where it's like people can sometimes operate in delusion and they'll call it faith and they'll say, well, no, I'm not accepting it. So I'm not going to speak that and come into agreement. It's not about coming into agreement. It's about accepting what things simply are and believing God in spite of what they are. I hope this makes sense. <laughs> I'm trying to say it how I'm thinking. It's like, even though they told, they told me Jackson's lungs were weak and he needed steroids and, you know, they had to clear everything. He needed a blood transfusion because his blood was low. But if I decided not to accept the situation for what it was and receive the help for the current condition that my son was in and said, well, no, I'm not accepting that for him. That's not God, what God has for him. That's not his portion. His lungs are strong. He doesn't need steroids. If I would have did all of that, my son might not be here today. So I just want to say to you, if you grew up in the same type of church environment that I did, that's not necessarily how you should move about things. I'm going to just say that. This might, that might be another episode for another day. All I'm going to say is, <laughs> in your waiting, don't be delusional. Accept the help that you need for the current condition you're in and continue to wait on God to move. Because when, when we say nothing is too hard for God, even if you say you accept whatever it is, it ain't too big for God. It's not too big for God. Wait on the Lord, okay? Okay. I went way longer than I needed to today. <laughs> it's sacred 11 today. But <laughs> thank you for tuning in. I love you guys. And I really hope that this testimony encouraged you in some way. My prayer is that as you meditate on God's word, that you begin to see your whole world change. Wait on the Lord. Don't be discouraged. God is faithful. He will come through. Okay, bye. <laughs>